Well, good morning. This is Pastor Darrell Tate from Highland Park Baptist Church coming to you today with Radio Devotions. Thank you for tuning in this morning. I certainly do appreciate the radio station for making this time available where we can come together and uh, open up the Word of God and share together the truth of God's Word that, that truly is... Um, uh, encouraging and strengthening for us. Every time I open God's Word, uh, it is just so rich and so powerful. It's been said that that the Bible is the only book you'll ever read that has the author present every time you read it. And uh, I think it, the author, uh, certainly the Lord himself who is with us and in us as we read his truth, and it is so rich and so rewarding. So I, I trust that you make Bible reading part of your regular spiritual disciplines, that you're learning God's Word and growing in His truth. Uh, so again, thank you for um, being together for morning devotions this morning, and let's uh, open up our time in a word of prayer. Father in heaven, as we bow in the matchless name of Jesus Christ this morning, we approach your throne of grace, not in our name, but in that strong name of Jesus. You tell us, Lord, that we can come boldly into your very presence, and we do that this morning, not out of our arrogance or our conceit or our pride, but in great humility, knowing the only way we're able to stand before you is because uh, our sins have been forgiven, your son, the Lord Jesus, has died to pay a sin debt that he didn't know so that, Lord, we could come and bring our prayers and petitions before your throne. So, Lord, would you meet with us today as we share your truth? May our hearts be open. May we be encouraged and excited through your word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. The entirety of this week I have spent uh, working through a portion from Ephesians chapter number 5 where the Apostle Paul tells us to be filled with the Spirit. And I've mentioned to you a number of occasions that it's part of a larger series I'm doing in our church family called How on Earth. And we're looking at things like how on earth can I know how to forgive or learn how to forgive? How on earth can I afford to tithe, for example? Or how on earth can I experience the blessings of God? How on earth can I avoid temptation? So it's part. this is part of a larger series. And today we're looking uh, and really going to kind of wrap up the thought for the entire week. How on earth can I be filled with the Spirit of God? So listen to what Paul writes in Ephesians 5. See then that you walk not circumspectly, not as that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. So Paul says to the church at Ephesus, do not fill yourself with alcohol or with wine, which is dissipation. And then he says these words, be filled with the Spirit. So all week we've talked about what it means to be filled with the Spirit. We talked about how the Spirit of God the Holy Spirit of God is, is the third person of the Trinity, and He is a person, not an it. And you receive a person all at once, not in increments. The day you're saved, you receive the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit works in your life from the moment of conversion all the way up until the moment we are in heaven with God. That is the sanctification process that every Christian goes through. It is never complete because we do not reach a state of perfection until we, until we meet the Lord. Now, now, when God looks at us 
through the shed blood of Christ, praise God, he sees us as perfect, but that's in our position. That's not in our practice. In our practice, we're still being sanctified. God is still working on us, molding and shaping us, forming us into the image of a son. So we've looked at how the Holy Spirit is, this, is, a, is a person whom we have in, in our lives whom indwells us. I spent a lot of time on that yesterday. From Romans chapter 8, Paul says it three different times that the Holy Spirit lives in us or dwells in us, tabernacles in us. And what is he doing while he is in us? He has multiple functions that we've already discussed this week. He teaches us the truth of God's Word. He, he intercedes for us. He prays for us that we have strength in our Christian life. He, he prays for us in that, uh, in that uh, we would have wisdom from God. So the Holy Spirit is always working in this intercessory work for us. He prays for God's will for us, for example. Well, he has a teaching work in our lives. He has an intercessory work in our lives. And then we spent most of our time yesterday talking about his cleansing work in our lives. The cleansing work from Romans 8, where he removes the condemnation, he removes the bondage, where he gives us the desire to walk after Christ and not after fleshly pursuits. He removes the carnality from our lives so that we do not feed the flesh and starve our soul, but that we have the Holy Spirit of God who dwells in us, who lives in us, molding us and shaping us to be more like Jesus. And I did make the statement yesterday, and it's a statement that I stand by today, and I believe this is the truth from God's Word, that we do not judge another person's salvation because I don't know what God has done in the heart, the personal experience of another person. God is the righteous judge, not me. But having said that, I know that the Bible is clear that those who belong to God have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. And if you have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, then he is continually working in your life to set you apart from the world. And if that is not happening then is a good indication that that individual does not know the Lord. So how on earth can I be spiritual? How on earth can I be filled with the Holy Spirit? When we come back to where we started every day this week, Ephesians 5, it really chronicles for us this beautiful transformation that takes place when a person becomes a Christian. Think about these statements that the Scripture gives us. Do you know when you get saved, you pass from death to life? Think about the power of that. What, is, what does that imply? It implies that everyone outside Christ are the walking dead. And when you get saved, you pass from death to life. The scripture also says we pass from darkness to light. What does that imply? It implies that everyone outside Christ, they are walking blind. If you're in Christ, we have passed from darkness unto light, from death to life. When you get saved, God illumines your path, gives you direction in your life. And it is here in Ephesians 5 that we discover what it looks like to be a true Christian. It teaches us, listen, that we have a choice of how we want to live our lives. Are we going to live like we did when we lived in darkness? Or are we going to live as children of the light? Are we going to live as the walking dead or the walking blind? No, we're going to live filled with the Spirit of God. In fact, he says in verse number 15, do not be foolish 
but be wise. He says in verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Listen, those evil days, that doesn't come as a surprise to any of us, does it? The days were evil when Paul wrote this in the first century, and they are still evil today, perhaps even more so. Verse 17, he says, don't be unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is, and don't be drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Now, verse number 18 um, is really the verse that tells us how to accomplish everything that he said in the entire chapter. Did you know that? Let me say that again. I mean, it is a, a power-packed, what I call a loaded verse. It is the key verse because it tells us how to accomplish everything that has been said in the entire chapter. Now, I know I run the risk of belaboring this point, but to me, it is worth the risk because I want you to remember this. And I'm going to repeat this phrase, be filled with the Spirit over and over and over as I read to you what the Apostle Paul writes in verse number 5. Notice this. Listen to what he says in verse number 1. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. How in the world can I ever learn to be a follower of God? It is by being filled with the Holy Spirit of God. That Spirit who indwells us, I yield to Him. I give Him my desires. I surrender to God, and He's teaching me how to be a follower of God. Verse number two, walk in love as Christ has loved us and given himself to us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet smell and savor. How in the world can I walk in love in a world that is filled with hate and bitterness and anger? How in the world can I, can I love people the way Christ has loved me? It is having been filled with the Spirit of God. Verse three, but fornication and uncleanliness and covetousness, let it not be once named among you as becomes the, the saints, or as becomes the saints, yeah. How in the world can I live a life free from those things? It is by being filled with the Spirit of God. Verse 4, don't let filthiness or foolish talking or jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. How can I resist the negative and give thanks to God for all that he's done in my life? We do that when we've been filled with the Holy Spirit of God. You see how everything that he's asking us to do in verse 5 can only be accomplished by what he gives us in verse number 18. Let's continue to move through this. Go down to verse number 8. He said, For you were sometimes in darkness, but you are now in the light of the Lord. Walk as children of the light. How in the world can I walk as a child of the light in a world that's dark? We do that by being filled with the Spirit of God. Verse 11, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them or expose them. How in the world can I avoid the works of the darkness? By being filled with the Spirit of God. Verse 15, walk not as a fool, but as wise. How can I walk in wisdom of God and not foolishness? By being filled with the Spirit of God. Verse 16, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Some translations say make the most of every opportunity. How in the world can I make the most of every opportunity during these evil days? By being filled with the Spirit of God. Verse 17, be not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. How in the world can I truly know what the will of God is for my life? It is by being filled 
with the Spirit of God. Listen, I, as I said, I do not mean to belabor that point, but verse 18 is the answer to accomplish everything he said in the entirety of the chapter. It's all packed into this one verse ready to explode with truth. A seminar may help us, yes. Reading books may help us, yes. Attending worship certainly helps us. Bible study helps us. All of those things can be good, but listen, ultimately the formula for a joyful, growing Christian life is allowing the Holy Spirit of God to govern who we are. In my estimation, the saddest verse in all of the Old Testament comes from the life of Samson. Now we know in the Old Testament that the Holy Spirit didn't indwell believers. That didn't happen until Pentecost. But the Holy Spirit did come upon uh, people who believed God from time to time to enable them to do certain things for God. For example, Samson. Uh, the Holy Spirit of God gave him his supernatural strength until he laid his head down in the lap of Delilah. And she said, oh, Samson, tell me where your great strength comes from. And he said, it's in my hair. Actually, it was not in his hair. His strength was in the Spirit of God, but the hair was a symbol. And when Delilah cut his hair, Samson fell asleep in her lap. And she said, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. Now listen carefully. The Bible says Samson gets up from his slumber and he goes out to fight the Philistines, and he no longer has the strength that he had. Now listen to this sad verse. The Bible says he did not know that the Spirit of God had departed from him. What in the world could be more sad and more frightening in all of life than that right there? In the very next scene in Samson's life, you find him grinding grain, in the dungeon of the Philistines. The Bible says in, in a number of ways about the danger of sin, it talks to us about how it is blind. And you can see that in the life of Samson, that sin will find you and sin will blind you and sin will bind you and sin will grind you. And that's what happened in the life of Samson. He did not know the Spirit of the Lord had departed from him. So I know we're now living under the age of grace in the New Testament days where the Spirit of God moves into the believer's heart takes up residence, dwells in us, and we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, and he's not going to, to move out. But I'll guarantee you, if he's there in your heart and life, he's going to grow you. He's going to grow you, and he's going to mold you and shape you. Now listen, he will give you the desire to feed the spiritual man in your life. And if you don't have that desire, you don't have that that. Uh, uh, desire to pursue the things of God, then I would invite you right now to open up your heart and life like never before and say to God, Lord, I recognize my need for the Savior and I want you to come into my heart and life and forgive me of my sins and to dwell in my heart. And I want to be a spirit-filled person, feeding the soul and not feeding the flesh. So the life of the Spirit, listen, I'll leave you with this is the life that God intends for the Christian. The life of the Spirit is the life that God intends for the Christian. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word and how it is forever settled in heaven. Thank you, God, that you have made us the temple of your Holy Spirit. And God, we all feel so unworthy to be containers that carry your Spirit with us wherever we go.
But yet, Lord, you are working to grow us and sanctify us. And I thank you for that sanctifying work in my life. I pray, Lord, that you would help me to be more sanctified every day. I pray for our listeners that the same would be true for each person, that you'd help us all, God, to be more sanctified each day. Lord, thank you for our time this week. Thank you for this wonderful radio station and their generosity to provide this time for morning devotions. Lord, just do a work in all of our hearts and lives, and may you receive the honor and the glory of everything that is done. We ask all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today and throughout this week. This is Pastor Darrell Tate from Highland Park Baptist Church saying God bless you and have a wonderful day.